Hello there, and welcome back to We're Podding This Together. It's the podcast where we guide you through your favorite or not so favorite Disney Channel original movies. Thanks for listening. I'm Josh. I'm Lori. And we have our special guest again. Hey, can't get rid of me. It's Andoni. Uh, don't blink or you might miss it because today we're watching Now You See It. Danny Sinclair is one of three finalists in a TV contest to find the best young musician magician. Start again. (laughs) It's fine. We'll go with it. Producer Allison Miller is determined he will win and will stop at nothing to achieve her aim. I have not seen this before. Josh, to answer your question. (laughs) None of the viewers can read. Are you implying that our readers are uneducated, Andoni? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they'd have to be. <laughs> That's insulting to them and us. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. Um, so, yeah, have you guys seen this before? Is this something you've heard of even? I think I saw parts of it when I was younger. Um, I remember seeing the trailer for it because it really heavily featured the, the, the first big magic scene with the doves. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised I had it, and I really thought that... I really liked Allie and AJ, as we've discussed before, and I didn't realize that Allie was in something before Cowbells. Well, Phil of the Future. Well, I mean, uh, DCOM. Um, oh, yes, I have seen this movie before. Thanks for asking. Oh, <laughs> I, I thought it was one of my favorites. I used to think that this was so, like, cool. Like, oh, there's magic, and there's, like, a thing they have to... A mystery they have to solve. But uh, I got to watch it again today, and guess what? It it wasn't as great as I remember. It reminded me a lot. Have you guys seen the show uh, Fool Us with no. Penn and Teller? So the whole concept of that, it's a reality show. I'm not a super huge fan of Penn, Gillette, but... He's the one that talks. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be so much funnier if the one that you didn't like was the silent one. <laughs> I mean, I don't have an opinion on him, so he could be a shithead too. Anyway, that aside, the show's concept or like uh, what it's about is magicians, like up and coming magicians will go and perform some of their tricks. And the whole thing is that they're trying to do magic tricks that or illusions that. (laughs) They're illusions, Michael. That um, trick is something a whore does. (laughs) So they're trying to do something that. Penn and Teller won't be able to figure out how they did it. Oh, yeah. And most people, like, they'll do it, and they won't ever say it out loud. They'll, like, go up and whisper it into the magician's ear so they don't ruin it for viewers. But if they do end up yeah, fooling just somebody... the card up my ass and then I pulled it out of my throat. It was really easy. Actually, it was really difficult. The anal meat was super piled. <laughs> analysts were freaking out anyway if they end up fooling Penn and Teller the show's name is fool us they get trophies that say F you and it's very clever that's funny it's worth watching it's on YouTube probably so it's older I guess yeah I thought the concept for this movie was kind of like different I was I'm not quite sure I understand what this movie was about friendship or magic, or 
I, I agree with Laurie's original assessment earlier when we were talking in that the whole movie was just a premise to promote Allie and AJ's cover of Do You Believe in Magic? I feel like that was everywhere. I feel like Disney was shoving their cover of that song in every hole they could shove it in. <laughs> I thought it was a good cover. Like, yeah, it's fantastic. I just like, yeah. anytime I hear that, I'm like teleport back to 2004. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this movie started with Allie doing like a monologue. It was kind of done in that, what's that one that we watched where it was? True Confessions? True, true Confessions, Yeah. Where like there's a weird narrative style where instead of the movie just happening, she's explaining what's happening. Yeah. And also who's watching it? Um, the World Wide Web. She's talking to us, the viewer. Yeah, it was weird. I don't I well, like my appreciate... question is, is it is it uh sorry, I totally cut you off there. <laughs> God, this is our podcast, Indoni. No, I just um I I like the I feel like this would be around Lizzie McGuire maybe and so I think they were trying to get into that lane kind of but I don't think it made sense since they didn't establish I mean she was doing like a video project within the show but I don't understand why they chose this narrative style they didn't really explain it or make it pay off at all so it just kind of made it feel disjointed to me. Well, so my question was, is her segment that she put together replacing the reality TV show with the hunt for the magician? Yes. Maybe? Because that's what she says at the end. Oh, is it? She's like, all the tapes were lost, and but someone found a way to bring them back, and I put them together. And like, this is... Yeah, but like, is the network airing this? in place of what oh. you were originally going to do? I don't know. I, I don't know anybody IRL who did it because we all just had like live journals and Zangas and whatnot, but it felt like what TV thought everybody's vlogs were in the early 2000s, where it was like a girl like turning it on and being like, hi guys, Oh blah, yeah. Blah, before we got beauty bloggers and stuff now. Yeah, well, it definitely seems like she would post it on like some website that's like deep deep truths or something you know like it's buried somewhere they like there's not a lot of traffic that kind of thing also it's definitely a geocities website oh 100 she was like talking to us the camera but she also had like a camera in the background but she also had a webcam that was on and it was like pointing down i was like what is going on in this room i don't know yeah i noticed in the background at one point (laughs) where's the porn (laughs) I noticed in the background at one point, there was like, you could see the feed of her being recorded on a screen. Yeah, yeah. So So they had that. And then she's wearing like this Harvard shirt. It did look like some like mid-level porn thing. But cam girl. Yeah. So like my friend's a magician. (sighs) You want me to do a trick for you with this wand? I'm going to make it disappear. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry to any children or parents that listen to this podcast. Yeah, Never. that's a terrifying uh, thought, huh? I bet kids don't know what podcasts are. We're probably safe. And parents okay. are freaky. No, if anybody, kids would know more because they're like really plugged into the sharing of information and stuff. And yeah. All, all that, yeah, you know, age of technology. So Al- we find out from this monologue thing that Allie, I think your name is Allison in this, but I'm just going to call her Allie. We find out that she's a segment producer for a reality TV show, the first to be run entirely by children. 
which a not gonna happen b it was bothering me that they kept calling them children because they get teens or not adults but they were clearly teens so they kept calling themselves like oh it's kids but it was like yeah. you're 15. i you're think they even said 10 to 16 year olds and yeah. i'm like there were no 10 year olds they were all like 16 17 18. yeah this is like the pre-college shit you do to pad your resume or whatever yeah well maybe she was like already in college because that dorm that she was in was not a freshman year dorm Mm -mm. or like a yeah so maybe that was like her going into her sophomore year or something but also disney just kind of treats everyone as like children so but mom i'm 13 mom i'm 30 (laughs) please let me go (laughs) I mean, come on, it's not Nickelodeon. Stop selling every house had... that I'm trying to move into, Mom. I get you're a real estate agent. That's your whole identity. But please just let me buy one. What is happening? Every mom in decoms is a real estate agent. So That's a good point. We, we never really meet any of the parents in this movie. <gasps> they don't exist. They all got murdered. Do you guys know the first and most important role to good TV? Sex sells. You always keep the camera rolling. And that's false, especially before digital recording. You don't want to waste film. That's not a good thing. You want to yeah. get it as few takes as possible and waste as little film as possible because that's when your budget goes up. Allie. Yeah, also, especially with kids, like, I've, well, I guess if even if the cameraman was a kid, then maybe you would want as much footage as you could get because I'm sure a lot of shots are going to be shit. Like, yeah, where would this be? This could not be on TV because it would just be a complete mess. It reminds me of that Lindsay Lohan one where she, like, did this expose about two teachers dating and everybody in New York City got super riled up by it. And I was just like, what world does this exist in? Like, I'm fine with, like, I'm fine with the witchcraft and shit. We can say that exists. <laughs> but, like, the fact that this TV, not even the fact that, like, these kids are producing something for TV, that it starts out as, like, a contest to see who's one is going to get put on TV, but it's also like a reality show. I don't quite understand it. I don't know either. And they're getting children to do all the work, which seems somewhat legally questionable. Well, I think that way they just don't have to pay that many people. Yeah, it's like the whole internship thing. But like, they're not going to make quality content. It still takes professional. Like, these kids aren't even going to be able to get good enough angles because they're shorter than everybody. How are they going to hold the camera up? And it was a giant camera. Yeah. And a scrawny little kid. Also, was he the one filming the confessional part? That's what I wanted to know. Ooh. Oh, maybe. He's oh. alone in her room with her. Yeah. It is a porn. Um, but also, like, I just can't remember if the camera followed her or if it was just stationary. Well, and I also didn't get why she was on camera so much. I, like, she was supposed to be a producer. He was doing all the heavy lifting. She was just kind of, like, flirting with Magic Boy. Was she? I really didn't feel like there was a lot of romance between them. They held hands. And at the end, they were like cuddled up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But so my argument is for this kind of shit is always that like platonic affection, platonic physical affection is totally acceptable and should be more normalized. So I feel like they were just being playful, but also I don't remember them holding hands because... I was looking at my phone a lot. No, I think she wanted the D. I think Magic Boy wasn't super interested, but... I think at first it was about her supporting someone and like getting to know him, but then it always has to turn into something because boys and girls can't be friends. Yeah, no, unless the boy is gay. 
I don't even know how to talk about this in a way in which makes sense for the listeners because I just don't understand this movie. I think, so I just had a random thought that I think the movie could have benefited or maybe it would have made it a lot worse is that if the point, like if the movie was from the point of like the reality TV show, so like from the camera that the scrawny orange head kid was carrying or from her little handheld camera that she brought out every once in a while. Yeah, I feel like they could have done it in a more cohesive understandable way like get rid of the beginning chunk where they're trying to find magician people to like pair up with the kids Uh, because that's so specific like you're not going to go into a high school and be like we need the five magicians and the five kids who are interested in filmmaking and the five kids who are interested in being camera boys like they could have had her be like the one of the main employers or whatever was like a woman they could have had her be shadowing the producer and then go from there and just like get rid of a whole chunk of like extra plot that was just confusing to me. Or have them send in videos of themselves. She could have like been sitting there looking through videos of other kids. And yeah. Well, yeah, because the, the criteria house. to get into the competition wasn't even to like show that you could do magic. It was to just solve this puzzle on a poster and then submit your application online. <laughs> Some Which like Google really, job like... application bullshit. <laughs> It had some like far-reaching, like, this because of this because of this thing. I mean, I thought it was actually, like, a kind of decent puzzle. Like, if you've ever seen, um, what is the goddamn word? When they put a puzzle in, like, a video game or something. um, A puzzle? AR puzzle? Oh, AR, like where it's um, like for something leading up to a thing, but it's kind of meta, like what they did yes. for like the Dark Knight and stuff. And they did it for like um, like Halo or something. It was something to do with bees and people had to like go to these payphones. This is how long ago this was. People had to like go to payphones and like call these certain numbers or like wait for a phone call. Augmented reality. Yeah. Not it. No, that is. Is it? Yeah. Augmented reality or no, puzzles? ARG augmented reality game they also did one yes. for aqua teen hunger force the movie they were putting up those like neon signs everywhere and people thought they were like terrorist things or something and called them into the police and they like adults from had to take them down oh yeah so like as far as arg puzzles go like i thought that one was actually pretty simple the one that they had in the movie yeah i just wish they would have they Try to do too much. It's the same thing that I have a problem with in almost every single decom ever. They're like, let's do these 12 things and not do them well when they could just pick two of those 12 things and have like a good story. Instead, yeah. they just, they do a lot. And I don't understand this and I'm a grown up and I get that kids probably aren't trying to like find the cohesive, but like even as a kid, I think this would be frustrating because you wouldn't it'd be hard to focus on because you wouldn't know what was going on. And that's when you channel surf Disney, keep kids on your channel. You don't want them like changing the station because they're confused. Well, that's why they have, instead of like cohesive plot lines, that's why they have people spinning and flying up in the air. Yeah. Because like, as a kid, you're like, I don't get what's going on. Oh my God, that dude's flying. Yeah. But I feel like just from a marketing standpoint, you want to get the like the preteens, right? Because they're the ones who are going to, try to spend the most money they're gonna have more like push with their parents on getting that like jonas brother bedspread or whatever the fuck kids want these days that's not what kids want these days Ew. i don't know who that's the- not what kids wanted back then either they wanted that Allie and aj poster 
I, I think just based on the age of the actors and the characters, like I think it's more of like a preteen to early teen movie. I feel like that's who they're aiming at, but not well enough. I think the thing with Allie being in her room alone talking to a camera, it was supposed to be like super personable and like, I'm a spunky girl. <laughs> but it ended up just being like kind of awkward where she's just sitting in a room and she's a little too old to be like, hey, you guys. This well, is not only that, okay. but being an adult, it was super alienating because, like I said, that room was way too nice for a freshman at Harvard yeah. and just way too nice for anybody. Like, it was <laughs> in the notes really you put, like, it's exposed brick. It was really well decorated. It was a huge amount of space. She had a, com- a computer with, like, three monitors. I'm like, who yeah. is this girl? Like, that's all <laughs> That's all well and good to, like, show to kids to give them really unrealistic like expectations of what their lives are going to be. But as an adult, I don't appreciate that because she's achieved more success than I have. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about the dude, Danny. They go through all these magicians and they're just actual kids who suck, but then they find Danny. And at first they think he can't really do magic, but then he does this balloon thing where birds are supposed to fly out and they don't. But when they go to their car, birds fly out of their car everywhere. So they're like, yep, he's the real deal. Okay, there's magic. And then there's this kind of magic, which is like the illusionist, the yeah, trickster Houdini thing. Illusionists. Sleight of hand. I, yeah. I enjoy it, but I like the the more spin, like that show, the Penn and Teller one I was talking about earlier, where they like, they look at it as more of like an art form. Yeah. Than, and it's cool to try to like figure it out. I know how a lot of magic stuff works. And I really like... I really wanted to do that at one point, but I have no finger dexterity. So it's just kind of like clumsy. I totally got scammed by like these dudes at the San Antonio mall because they could do the tricks so well. And so they're like, this is the magic flying card. And it like flew across the room and I'm like, holy (laughs) crap. They're like $29.99 for the magic flying card. So I get this flying card and you open the box and it's it's like, it's a card and a string and a piece Mm -hmm. of like silly putty. And they're like, just practice. I'm like, just practice what? All of the magicians who are going to be part of this contest get sent to like this mansion that Mr. Max has, who's like the dude running this thing. Mr. Max, Magic Daddy, as you called him in the notes. Uh Uh-huh. Which I'm really uncomfortable about, but I want everyone- Magic Max, is that from? Oh, uh, no, Magic Max is from Princess Bride. That's not who this was. I was like, who played Magic Max? Oh, that was Billy Crystal, who is most certainly not in this movie. Oh, I thought it was Channing Tatum. Yeah, me too. What? It was a joke. (laughs) I have seen a very select few scenes from Magic Mike. (laughs) I've never seen it, but I thought it was a good joke. It was. It's worth watching parts of. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys know the most valuable asset that a magician has? His dick. (laughs) (laughs) Anus meat. It is the ability to think in unusual ways. So I guess you kind of both got that. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we think in unusual ways. They all kind of have to do these, the contestants all do little tricks and they're not that great. And like Danny, of course, always does tricks. And I thought they were going to be awesome, but they ended up just like being weird. I wish they hadn't gone. I mean, 
we're not there yet. We're not even into this movie even a little bit because we keep getting dra- distracted by anus meat. I mean, there's but... not. Even <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry. But I wish they hadn't gone the direction of him being an actual sorcerer. That was Thank you. That's weird. exactly how I feel. I mean, what would have been the conflict then? Then it could have been like he was really talented, but he'd been used to being made fun of for it. So he had to learn to embrace and that like his skills are great and that he should be proud of what he can do. And like the whole believing in people, like it didn't have to go so far as like, do you believe that I'm actual sorcerer? And there didn't need to be a fight between miniature knights. Yeah. Yeah, I got, but also with that, I was getting real like Mortal Kombat vibes where it was like motion capture, but like just from a camera. Yeah. Um, which I enjoyed, but. Um, so it basically turns out this is like America's next top model, but for magicians. So the like host boss magic man, like all of this just kind of screamed to me like weird child sex trafficking recruitment or something. Cause it was like this old guy who brought all these kids to his mansion for like some weird reality show that wasn't going to go on TV ever because it's going to be garbage because they weren't even like there was like three people competing yeah and the the main thing even the guy Max dude said it was like I just did this to find the person with real powers it just it's like, did you really have to do a fake show? Yeah, I don't. I feel like along with getting rid of the actual sorcerer angle, they could have not done a reality show and just made it like a contest, like film, a documentary sort of thing. So just no movie at all. Yeah, <laughs> they I mean, like, just got, they could have just the whole, just a different movie. I can get rid of like seven different plot points and the movie would still be like what it was, the core of it, I feel like. And it yeah, would I just... Th- I was really upset because the puzzle things just were not doing it for me. And so the Danny tries to find the secret room that he knows is in this house. And Ellie is like, oh, look at this book. It has a seal. Let's find all the books with the seal. And he's like, okay, let's do that. Oh, it happens to have a map to this. Oh, there's a book. Let's turn it. Oh, there's a vault. I know how to open it. And they like just happen to get there. Yeah, I mean, her immediately figuring out which books that they needed to find was totally ridiculous. And also, like, how the books fit together was totally ridiculous. Because it's not like the picture was on the spines only. It was on, like, the front, the back, the spine. Well, then, like, even the challenges that they had to do, it's like he gave him five tools and they had to do a trick with them. And he somehow made snow appear and that disqualified him. But then the other kids, like one of them, I saw it mentioned in the IMDb thing, like the kid who went before him used a wheel. That's not one of the five things. And then the kid after him was like he needed an assistant. Why didn't he already have an assistant at this point? Why couldn't Allie help him out? Why would you use a different magician to do to be your assistant? It just... The challenges didn't even make sense. Like, that's not they something somebody dead. could win or not. Wait, you know someone used a wheel? Boy, there's a lot of things that we can't explain. Like Donald Trump's hair. <laughs> I mean, it's a bad comb over, Josh. We can understand it pretty easily. It's a line from the movie, okay? Yeah, and I was really just amazed about it. I, it's so sad when stuff about him gets mentioned in older movies. Like, Let's move on. I don't want to talk well, about it. Well, it really that. bothers me that he was actually ever relevant. I mean, it bothers me that he's relevant now. He's always been a joke, though. It's never like in a positive light. 
I just didn't realize that he was such a big like pop popular uh, culture figure like like I knew he had the apprentice and the like, board game he's got a board game oh yeah see oh. like I I had no idea like what his existence was I feel I was a little bit so at one point the third and final competition is to they're each given a famous magician and it was something Blackwell somebody else's name I don't remember and then of course Harry Houdini and I really wish when they had given the girl they would have given her like a woman magician because like the two people who were given non-Harry Houdini like they're not magicians that people know anyway so it's not like they went like David Copperfield Chris Angel and Harry Houdini those are the only magicians I know by name Neil Patrick Harris we'll say him instead of Chris Angel I mean, I honestly can't name a single female magician, so I'm looking it up right now. Sabrina. <laughs> Dorothy Dietrich. What? Uh, Lisa Mena, Ariana, uh, Ariane Black. She looks buff as hell. I understand those. Oh, this is so very 90s. She's got those like bikini bottoms that are cut super high. Mm. So it's like just a vagina wedgie, it looks like. But she's also got like a turkey vulture, which is interesting. Um, oh, here, okay. Uh, Eusepia Palladino. She was she lived from eighteen fifty four to nineteen eighteen. They could have given the girl her. There we go. Um. So the one guy does the floating light bulb, and that's pretty cool. <laughs> they all do like kind of amateurish, but like still cool magic tricks. Yeah, well, she did the very stereotypical pull a rabbit out of a hat. Yeah. There's um, an ice cream truck outside, I... and it's repeating the same song oh, over God. and over and over again with a really bad, like, drum beat. Is it one of those trucks with, like, an updated um, ice cream truck sound that's, like, a hip-hop version of it? Because I can get down to those. I can kind you can't of hear, hear it. it. Okay. Hey, wait. Yeah. <laughs> the one time it was happening, I thought it was a little kid outside with like some shitty toy just like playing it over and over again. I was so mad. And then I looked outside and it was like, oh, it's an ice cream truck. Now I'm still annoyed. <laughs> now you're a crotchety adult. Um, so, of course, Danny can't just do a normal Houdini trick. He instead tries to make someone disappear, but that turns into a mechanical bowl being there i was very confused so like it was supposed to be somebody else explained that ice cream truck is gonna ruin whatever my recording is so houdini's trick was that he made a 10 ton elephant disappear and obviously they can't get an elephant into the magic mansion or whatever it's called so he has the other magician boy in the competition uh dress up as an elephant with somebody else being the butt and i don't know i think that kid's uh producer and uh, that kid is salty about it, but also in like a very gay way. He like whispers to Danny. He's like, I feel like a horse is behind in this thing. And, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, wow, there's some sexual tension between them. And then he goes behind the curtain and then he's riding on a mechanical bull, which I guess was really supposed to be a mechanical horse. But that's not a thing because they're like, oh, you said you felt like a horse is behind and now there is one there. So that happened and everyone got <laughs> really upset and they're like 
This is it. This is the last straw. You have to tell us how you did it. <laughs> and then Danny's like, I don't know. I am magic. It just happens. And then Max is like, I'm a skeptic. And I'm the head of the skeptic society of the world. And we're going to put you on trial. And they do that. They have a whole trial for him. I feel like this is a reoccurring thing when it comes to like <laughs> magic shows. Like in Halloween Town, she's de- in one of the Halloween Towns, she's like put on trial in front of the magic tribunal. And that definitely happened in an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, that happened all the time. That was actually when Pendulette was on the show. He was part of the elders is what they were called, where they'd go through the closet and then it would be like she had broken some sort of rule. And like, do you guys remember they would go in the closet and then they'd be all the lightning and thunder, like under the door, and then they'd be in the other room. It's almost gone. I can hear it going into the distance. Oh, gosh. Yeah. This This is is my hell. Hey, hearing an ice cream truck and not being able to get any ice cream? No, just over and over again. It's the same. It's just not even the whole song. It's just the, do your ears hang low? Do they wobble to and flow? Do your ears hang low? Do they wobble to and flow? Over and over again. It's not even the whole song. That sounds horrible. When I was a kid at summer camp, we all, it was like someone joking. It was like, do your balls hang low? Blah, 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 blah. And we were like, oh, so racy. There's no adults here. We can say fuck if we want. So Allie and this Danny dude have this really intense moment where she's like, I believe you. You just need a friend and I'm there for you. And he's like, I've never felt like anyone believed me and I don't control my powers. At one point he says, uh, I wish this bully would disappear. And they found him 10 feet up hanging from his belt loop. It's and I was like, Harry Potter. Okay, yeah. but is it like, a belt around his neck or like a belt loop like i mean those yeah also if he's hanging from like the belt loop on his pants that's some really high quality craftsmanship like i want those jeans please sure yeah so what so whatever she's weird he's weird she doesn't seem that weird though she seems like well i think it's just because like she's very uh She's well-read. She comes prepared, and it's very off-putting to people. So it's like Hermione. They're just going to, like, mm. put her down. I'm trying to make as many connections to other magic stuff in this yeah. episode as I can. But, yeah, she's, like, basically Hermione. She, like, knows what she's doing. She's read her books. She did her homework. And people are shitting on her for it. So she's an outcast. I, I get it. I just – she was also being really pushy. And it would be stuff – she was, like, the well-actually. Well-actually – um no i thought she wasn't that bad like the parts that she was trying to be that they were showing her as trying to be too much she was just being professional and professional yeah like they're signing up to be producers for a tv show and the lead person is asking questions and no one answers and she's like yeah i know like i paid attention i know what this job is about so i didn't think it was that crazy yeah, I mean, with me, it's just like everything about it seemed a little insincere because from the beginning, she was like using him. She's like, this is my chance to get a foot in the door with this thing that I want to do. and He's my ticket there. So I want him to be to do this. I want him to have like a tragic backstory. I want him to create a persona. I want him to be just like on all the time. He's got to listen to me. And it's just but, like, like he's also the one who showed up to be on a TV show. And he doesn't have to pretend, though, because he kind of has those things anyway. And he created drama anyway. I don't remember why he wanted to be on the show. Did he know that the mansion 
had like actual magic? Um, so Alice ends up saying like, this is why you came here. This is why you wanted to be here so bad because you wanted to find out who you are, but you also needed to find a friend who believed in you. A friend who will control and use you. So they end up, it turns out that the guy who's actually a magician, but is pretending or a sorcerer, but pretending not to be, is the lead of like a skeptic panel. And they're very against people claiming to have real magical powers and abilities because blah, blah, blah. And I really didn't like this because it made, I mean, like he's pretending to be, I guess, basically this universe's version of an atheist. And they made him look like a piece of shit, which is already like, well, he is a piece of shit. Well, he is, but like it that sucks that they had to put that weird spin on it where he was pretending to be the lead of like the skeptic society essentially and they made him out to be like the evil atheist, which is already just atheists are already the evil people, you know, like I was kind of confused because they're like, We're gonna test you. So we have two scientists, the head of the skeptic society, and also a psychic. Well, you have to have a control. Because she's the she's the devil's avocado, you know? She'd actually believe him. Okay. So he gets on this chair that, like, lifts him up, and he's levitating, but the Max dude is like, aha, you cheated. You're not actually a magician. You're just using a trick. <laughs> like, this doesn't explain any of the other things that have happened, like a full-size mechanical bull being put on stage, but you figured out the trap on the chair that I put here and had you sit in on my stage. Yeah. But it's okay, because later on we find out that Max really does have magic. He's a sorcerer, and he's like, dude, I know you. Can you actually do magic too, Danny? So, like, whatever. Here's a ring. It'll, like, control your magic. You'll feel great. Because he gave him a ring. He made him put a ring on Yes! That's why he's Daddy Magic Max. I'm still not comfortable with that. Oh, Okay. You don't have to be. This isn't, this is our podcast, Andoni. If you're uncomfortable, you can leave. Well, then you're going to have to find other people to fill in your gaps. Oh. (laughs) Other people to plug the holes. There's the whole discussion about who's not or who is a real sorcerer, and Allie's like recording it, but then her footage gets destroyed, much like happens on every ghost related movie thing ever, where they're like, we could have had a recording, but it was deleted. Yeah. Well, she uh she overhears um Max's real plan cuz like all good villains he's got to monologue it to somebody <laughs> what he's actually going to do. So he like tells his assistant who's also her production mentor, which I didn't know how that worked out. You're right, there's a lot of uncommitted un- incomplete stuff here. But he like tells him that he's going to steal Danny's powers like he did to his mentor before whatever Italian last name who owned the mansion originally. And that's what Danny Powers is a really good like Austin Powers reboot name. Yeah. I wasn't listening to anything else you said. I went off on that little wow. thought tangent. When you said Max monologues Danny. what he's doing, why he's doing it, how he's doing it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Allie, Allie sees records it. But this is where Allie and uh Danny like aren't friends anymore because she's like I believe you but you're hiding it and Max wants to hurt you and you won't listen to me but I thought this was weird is how Danny's like I feel normal for once I'm just a normal kid now and I'm like it's been like 
less than one night, what big changes have really happened to you? Yeah. And also, this guy's... These... Oh, go on. Uh, also, none of these other kids or people, except for Max, are magicians. So, like, he he's like all of a sudden feels like he fits in with all these other people who don't have magic. Well, at the very least, like at this point, he's just learned that the guy had made this whole elaborate ruse to do a TV show and it was all a lie. Like I wouldn't necessarily trust somebody who went about it that way. Like what's going to happen to the show now? Is it over? Like why? why well, you why? have to continue the farce, but I mean, Does I he, though? he found the kid. Yeah, but how could he just yeah, end the TV the show here. and like? I mean, like it's gonna be a shitty TV show anyway. It could be like, oh, the backers pulled because clearly this is a bad idea. Yeah, teenage production producers. <laughs> like, turns <laughs> out untrained kids should not be filming an entire show. So she tries to convince him about it, but she goes about it in like the dumbest way. Instead of just showing him the footage directly, she's like, "I've got to take this to Big Mama Han show pro- producer," and. Yeah, I mean, that lady was in charge. She had, she was running shit. But she, like, has to take Danny and the video camera to the production woman, which is stupid. And then, of course, Max is there because it's his fucking house. And he's the one who, like, proposed the show or whatever. He's, like, the, the host of the show. Why didn't she just show Danny the footage of Max monologuing his evil plan and then go to the adults? But Why are kids didn't. so stupid? They are dumb. And instead, she sounds absolutely crazy. She's like, they have real magic, and he gave him a ring, and it's going to suck his power. And the production lady's like, you need to go home. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also because Max, like, erases the tape. And then she does all this research, and she's like, oh, Antonio DeMilo also had this ring, and he died during a performance. It's going to happen again. Okay, also, why was there a picture of him in his casket online like is that a thing i don't think so it was only there to show him with the ring on yeah it was just really macabre macabre m-a-c-a-b-r-e yeah that's not how i said it in my head that's you can say it either way macabre is how oh no no (laughs) nope just cut cut all this from the podcast (laughs) just end it just end the whole podcast right where I said macabre and we'll be done for the night. I love how you're both like, you can say it however, oh no, not that way. Well, I was not on the same page as Josh. It is, you cannot say it any other way. It's macabre. You could say like macabre. Like, oh yeah. If you're being like, <laughs> so Macabre. <laughs> Why are you so, so cute. Malone? I love that. Why are you so melancholy tonight? Okay, to make you feel better. Um, I oh. saw Swear to the... God, if you tell me that you're pronouncing Hermione wrong, I'm leaving. No, 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 no. Um, Hermione? Epitome. I used to say, when I was reading books, I would say epitome. Yeah, <laughs> everyone did. Okay, so I epitome only just is fine. I figured out my... they're the same word. Epitome is fine? Andoni, is that the rule we're making? Is that the rules you have for your world? <laughs> I'm just letting you know, as an adult, you should know how to say macabre. I don't say it. I just read it. I mean, it I feel like you, of, of like a lot of people that I know, not of all people, but like of a lot of people that I know, you like horror and all that shit. I feel like you would know how to say macabre. So Allie is like going to save her friend Danny. 
she sneaks into the finale of the show because she knows things are going down. And she's like, yo, you have to take off this ring. You're going to die. And Danny's like, no, I feel normal. I'll just do this performance. It'll be fine. And they bring on this very comically large weight and it doesn't weigh that much and it takes like 17 people and then they're like if it falls on you you'll die okay a thousand pounds is a lot a thousand pounds is a lot and they had like five guys carrying it and i was like that'd be like 200 pounds each like it's that'd be really heavy i misread it when you put one klb i was thinking it was like one kilogram or something oh so sorry This is, that's real macabre of you. <laughs> oh my God. I was thinking it was the other way. I was thinking it was very light. Carry no, on. it was supposed to actually be a thousand pounds. Okay, wait, five guys, 1,000 pounds. How many 200 pounds? pounds each is not that bad. No, especially if they like beefcakes. That's not horrible. Ooh, magic beefcakes. Yes, please. And here is where Magic Mike begins. So Danny's trick is that he was going to levitate 1,000 pounds above his head. Dun, dun, dun. Apparently, he did not know what act he was doing when he got up. And it was the Max dude who's like, you're going to levitate this. But also, like, Max did it for him. Yeah. So I guess, like, the ring just completely stripped him of any powers not like not just controlled it but it was just like okay bye yeah he lifts the thing he doesn't really lift it max is doing it for him then it's levitating and max lets it go and ali shouts at him danny look out and he dodges <laughs> how funny like every time somebody in the movie's like look out and then the person has to pause to like look at the other person to figure out what's going on like you're gonna die that's when yeah. people die you just like um... push them out of the way or like throw something or this whole bit was a little awkward because it's like, does the audience not hear the weird interactions that they're all having? He's like, yeah, you'll be fine. Just don't take off the ring. And it's like, everyone in the audience can hear you. What are you doing? He's like, just do this act. You're going to lift that up, aren't you? Aren't you, Danny boy? It's very, like, like, series of unfortunate events when Count Lilloff tries to marry the oldest Beauregard. Yeah, I mean, just the whole thing in general, because like then Max gets on stage once the falling weight misses him and like he just keeps on turning. It's very much like, okay, audience, we're going to do this thing. And then they like keep on talking. It's like, we're going to do this thing again. It was like very patronizing to the audience. If I was at that magic show, I'd be like, well, do the fucking thing, old man. (laughs) Old man. Yeah. You old queen. He was very dramatic. and He was too sassy. Okay. Uh, And then in the end, Danny uses the ring to turn him into smoke, I guess. I don't know. He disappears this somewhere. The universe does not have well-established rules. It doesn't. Also, the special effects get real bad in that last bit. They used up their budget real quick. <laughs> you think on that teleportation CGI where there's no. like crazy kaleidoscope and then there's a magic hat? It was on the uh, the doves at the very beginning. <laughs> So I guess the show was a wash, like the it all got deleted except for Allie's copy and then, Well no, because it magically reappears. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense. And then Well, it's magic. 
part in. And, um, <laughs> Allie is like, I don't know where he is. He's Danny is out somewhere developing his magic skills, and then the popcorn starts levitating, and then like the hat comes her. And then they're like sitting real cozy on a couch, yeah. like they just. I was like that. No, they're on a bench outside. So he's doing a real bad job of hiding. If he's just like. No, they were inside because she was in a room. No, but he like teleports her, and then it does the weird shitty kaleidoscope magic Uh, hat teleporting thing that Harry Potter does. Yeah, yeah. And that that was was not apparition. That was crapparation. Okay. Ho 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 ho. (laughs) I had to get one pun. This this was a dry episode. I had very few puns. IMDb. Now you see it. Every time somebody said Allie in this movie or in this discussion of this movie, I kept like auto-correcting in my head, like Allie and AJ. Allie and Me AJ. Me too. Wait, okay. So was her name actually Allie in this movie? I have this problem every time that we that I'm on this I don't podcast. think we've ever, aside from the 9-11 movie where I can't pronounce that actress's last name, used a character's actual like movie name versus just like the main, like if it's somebody we know, we're like, oh, it's Shia LaBeouf. It's they, they never like repeat their names really. Okay, Holy shit. so it's... her name was okay. Get this though, in this movie, her name was Allison Miller, spelled A L L Y S O N. Her name I R L is spelled A L Y S O N, just one L. So it's a different spelling. So it's a different name. Different person. Mm. Um, but every every decom that I've watched for this, like I never remember any of the characters' names and. I don't know if it's like forced apathy at this point or just like they really don't ever say their names often enough. Their characters aren't, I think it's a mix of that, but then also like it's not like these characters are well-established, complete beings. Yeah. The only character whose name I can remember is Eve from Life Size. A large portion of this movie was filmed in an abandoned bank in New Orleans, Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good crew had to evacuate the louisiana set because of hurricane ivan let's just take that right down and make it a bummer uh, oh how long ago was that, that um was a- i'm busy looking up imdb reviews so if one of you could look up hurricane ivan sure and if the other person could start rating this we'll just just all do it at once <laughs> assign tasks jesus christ somebody wrote a review that is like 13 pages long Read the whole thing. Also, September 2nd through September 24th of 2004 was Hurricane Ivan. Three out of ten. A horrible magician movie. I like the title of that because it makes it seem like it's a movie for only magicians. Like, if you're not a magician, get out of my lane. If you don't know how to make a 5'10 elephant disappear, you cannot watch this shit. Are elephants actually 5'10s? I think they're more than that. Really? Elephants weigh a lot. Yes, read the review. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, but this movie was horrible. The acting was dismal, and other than the other movie guy magician, so was the magic. I'm a magician, so I was really excited about this movie and couldn't wait to see some magic, but it was so not entertaining. Danny's magic was stupid, so was that girl's. The other contestant's magic was pretty cool. I forgot his name. <laughs> but other than that, it was not entertaining. Just think about the last trick. That wasn't a trick at all. If a real magician tried that at a show... At best, he get applause so little he wouldn't be booed. <laughs> yes. Is he talking about Danny's trick? I don't know. Or 
I don't know. I think he's talking about the other magician boy's last trick because it was lame. It was oh, just a bunch of card dumb. tricks and some other stuff. Also, I'm not done things. reading it, guys. Oh, I'm sorry. Like I said, other than the contestant that did Harry Blackstone's floating light bulb, everyone else was horrible. That's it. <laughs> wow. Guys, shut the fuck up. I have one word left. Um, also, update on my end. Five tons is on like the small end for an elephant. Holy shit. I knew they were big, but I guess I'd never thought about it. African bush elephant. 13 elephant? African bush elephant. Elephant. <laughs> Fuck. 13,000 pounds. Asian elephant. 12,000 pounds. African forest elephant. 6,000 pounds. So I would say I would give this movie uh, five out of 10. It wasn't horrible. I could watch it and I still enjoyed it, but it wasn't great. And it didn't live up to my expectations for my childhood. So I'm going to rate this a two because as I was watching it, I was actively forgetting what was happening and I felt like I wasn't paying attention, but it really was. And I tried rewatching it to make sense of it and it still doesn't make sense, but Ali is cool. And also I really like that song that they shoved down our throats in this year. The Do You Believe in Magic. Do you believe in magic? Okay, but it was only in the movie once and for like all the 15 <laughs> seconds when the yeah. girl magician was on. It stage. was on in the credits too. The credits, yeah. Oh, I very promptly closed the webpage. <laughs> <laughs> but I gave it a 6 out of 10 because uh, magic is cool. Uh, I like a good mystery. And I agree with Allie. But that's also the rating that I gave it when I finished watching it bef- like before we were shitting on it. What do you rate it? Like if somebody were like, yo, Andoni, do you suggest this movie? No. (laughs) I mean. I feel like if six is the ones that you don't suggest. And like also if somebody just like ran up to and yelled that, I feel like you should be alarmed. (laughs) I don't know. Just like very calmly like, no, don't watch this. No, don't watch this. Okay. So no, if you're like drunk or high and you ain't got shit to do, or you just like want to fall asleep to something. Yeah. Totally put this on, put on any decom really. I learned that friendship means believing in another person, even if they sound absolutely crazy. I learned that they're not tricks, they're illusions. (laughs) Tricks are something a whore does on the street, Michael. I I know. I, um, I learned that kids shouldn't film reality shows. Uh, I guess I learned that even if you're a weirdo, you fit in somewhere. Is there anything else we do? <laughs> no, we just need an outro. Okay, what do you got now? What do you see? <laughs> I can make your, I can make this disappear. Please, please Watch how this. we magically make this podcast disappear. It's over. Well, we still need to get people to <laughs> fuck. No, we don't need to get people to fuck. We need them to find ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, if you could make an elephant-sized issue in your life disappear, what would it be? Bippity boppity boo. Here's a magic riddle for you. <laughs> Check out our Facebook, our Instagram too, or leave us a message at podomiscetheratgmail.com. Ooh. 